Good morning. Welcome to Stone United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Kendra Ballier, and I'm so glad to see you all today. And I'm so glad that we're back on the air this morning. Last week we had some technical difficulties in the booth, but everything's been ironed out, and we're so glad for our technical team that was able to do that. Uh, some announcements that I have. So, on Wednesday, yes, it is Valentine's Day, but you cannot spell Valentine without Lent, L-E-N-T. That's right. Ah. So, Ash Wednesday starts on, on Valentine's Day, and we will be having a service here at the church at 7 o'clock. Uh, for imposition of the ashes. Everybody is welcome to attend. And hey, you can take your honey out for dinner beforehand and come for the service after. What a date, right? Hey, that sounds good to me. Um, also, going along with Lent, I was, we've been handing these out this morning. This is Guided to the Cross. Our Lenten series is called uh, Journey of Stones. And so this is Guided to the Cross. This is your, your devotional for Lent. There's a new reading for every day of Lent, so you're welcome to take one of those and participate. Not on the 14th, but the 21st, we'll be starting our Bible study for, for Lent. And part of the understanding for Lent are things that just burden us down and just kind of wipe us out. And you know what? Things that we always attributed to being in the Bible but really weren't in the Bible also weighs us down. So we're going to do a study called Half-Truths. It'll be on Wednesday mornings at 10.30 in the morning. And this is written by Adam Hamilton. And this is about all the things that we always tell ourselves but aren't really true. For instance, God never gives you more than you can handle. Baloney, right? There's a lot of times that I get overwhelmed. That's when we're supposed to be turning to God for help. So that's the study that we are going to be doing. Also, um, if you would like to learn more about what it means to be a United Methodist, what if you would like to join our, our church family here, we are going to be doing a lay servant ministry book. Now, most of you, some of you know that lay servant ministries used to be the old lay speaking courses, but this is the perfect course for anybody who wants to know more about becoming a family member in the United Methodist Church. And um, some of you have taken this class from me. Some of you took it from me in the fall. I'm offering this starting next Sunday. Next Sunday, 12.30 in the afternoon, we'll be doing this class. And we'll be, um, so there's sign-up sheets over here on this table for that, and sign-up sheets for the half-truths over here on this table for that as well. Um, Reverend Dr. Jane Ellen Nipple has finished her book. It has been published, and it is out meeting this moment, exploring the state of Allegheny College's Methodist affiliation. You can find these in the office. Um, I'm not sure of a cost to them, I believe. They, uh, I think they're free, but don't quote me on that. But they are in the office if you're interested in that. Okay, well, if you didn't think there was anything to do today, wait, I've got more. So, 
today is Super Bowl Sunday, if, you, if you've missed the news at all, but we have our own Super Bowl going on here at Stone United Methodist Church. We have soup already packaged up, ready to go, just for a donation, but wait, if you forgot your money, that's okay. If you don't have any money, that's okay too. There are 13 kinds of soup that are back there and they're all for donations. So come hungry, come to stay afterwards. And by the way, there are Conneaut Lake donuts back there and, and, and coffee too, I believe, to go with them and some juice. So come and just hang out afterwards and connect with each other, right? Just have a, a good time. All right, well, that should start your, your Valentine's week off pretty well, right? Okay, with that, if you would please join me then for the call to worship that you should be able to find on the screens. The Mighty One, God the Lord speaks and if you, well, I forgot to have you stand. If you please stand and join with me. Now let's try this again. The Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. God's glory fills the earth, but sometimes we, like Elisha, do not think we are ready to encounter glory. Sometimes we are like the disciples who witnessed Jesus' transfiguration and wanted to cling to that one glorious moment. So, we gather today, some of us feeling ready and some of us feeling wholly unprepared. Yet all are called together to worship and to be led by glory out into the world. Amen. It is Transfiguration Sunday, and our opening hymn this morning is To God Be the Glory, number 98. To God Be the Glory.
If you join with me now for the unison prayer that we have printed on the screen. Mighty God, stay with us always, not only in our worship, but share the risk and challenge of living our faith. By your powerful spirit, turn our fear to courage. Glory shines in the face of Christ. Shine in our hearts and lives. May your name be praised. Glorious God, amen. And our profession of faith this morning is the Apostles' Creed number 881 or on the screen. Join with me in this ancient affirmation of faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. be seated and the children are welcome to come forward. Good morning. How are you today? Good. So do you know what today is? Other than it's Sunday. And it's Super Bowl Sunday. That's right. It's all of those things. But today is a day in the church. And days like this in the church, they get white. Did you ever notice we change the colors up here? The, on the colors on the, on the parent? Yeah, you notice that? Well, we do that because there's a, there's a significance to it. And on the white days, they happen to be holy days. Not that they're not all holy, but this one is a big one. It's called Transfiguration Sunday. Now, do you know what it means to transfigure? No. Well, it means that you change. Now, sometimes, those of us who are sinners, and you and all of them, sometimes we need to have a transfiguration in our heart. In other words, a change in our heart. And then usually that change in our heart happens when we get to know Jesus. Because we want to do good instead of bad. Right? But this was a different kind. Jesus actually liked to go 
different places, sometimes by himself. Sometimes he'd take a couple disciples with him, and he would go pray. Do you ever go somewhere by yourself or with somebody to go pray? You ever do that? Try it sometime. You might like it. Well, he did this, and he went up on top of the mountain. Now, Moses used to go up on top of the mountain, but this time Jesus went on top of the mountain to pray. And when he was up there, all of a sudden, just like these trees, how they kind of glow, yeah? Well, Jesus began to glow. Ah, that's a big change, isn't it? Do you glow? I don't glow. I mean, I could, I can, I could take one of these, and I can turn it on. You think, is that glowing? Yeah, a little bit, right? That's not all of me glowing. And my, and my clothes didn't turn white, although there's some white in them. But I didn't begin to glow. Well, Jesus did that. Jesus really, really glowed. All of his clothes turned perfectly white. And you know what? They didn't have washing machines back there. He had to hand wash everything. So you think too many of their clothes were white? No, they weren't. So all of a sudden, everything's white. And the disciples were like, oh, what's going on? Well, that was the glory of Jesus shining out of him. Now, we don't talk about glory too much, do we? We talked about it when the angels came and to the shepherds in the field and everything got really bright and started to glow. That was the glory of the Lord shining about them. And we have it when Jesus kind of shines in the transfiguration. It's the glory of the Lord shining about him. Now, when we talk about the glory of the Lord, it's because all light and all goodness comes from God. Did you know that? Because God is always good all the time. Did you know that? Did you know there's a saying that we can do with that? Okay, watch this. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. So if I just say, God is good, they'll say, and all the time. Oh, you want to try it with me? Okay, God is good. And all the time. That's right. And that's what we should remember about the glory of the Lord, that he changes us. And that means his light gets to shine in us. So, you think that's pretty good? All right. Well, I have one of these for you today. And it's also, what is this week? Valentine's Day. And since God is always good and always loving, I thought that would be pretty good. What do you think? Yeah? All right. So can you pray with me? Okay. Put your hands together. Say, dear God, thank you for letting your glory shine. Let it shine in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's see here. You're an old lady now, aren't you? Oh, I guess I better give you the old lady ones. Here you go, sweetie. You're welcome. All right, it's time now for our tithes and our offering.
pray. Lord God, we thank you today. Every day that we get to spend with you is a, is a gift. And you have given us so much, Lord. You have blessed us richly. And our gratitude for the love that you have given us and the blessings that, you, that we have received. We bring back these tithes and these offerings, praying, Lord, that you understand that our love is so great for you. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Little baby and the other little one back there. Did you want one too, Jim? Ah, uh, well, hold on a second here. Where'd he go? <laughs> Here you go. You. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, some of us are kids at heart, right? If you join with me now for the scripture today, it is Transfiguration Sunday. And in the Gospels, we have different readings of the same diff event, different understandings, perspectives, if you will. And for today, we're going to be sharing with you Mark 9, 2 through 9. So hear these words. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. And then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And then a cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud there came uh, a voice, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I invite you to pray with me. Today, Lord, open our eyes to be able to see your glory. Open our hearts so that your glory shines in them as well. And that your glory shines out. Open our ears so that we may hear your voice in spite of my own. And may we live into what your glory means for us. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory. You know, this week in the newsletter, uh, I, I wrote the actual biblical definition for glory, and there's different kinds of glory, and glory came to my mind for different things that we talk about. Oh, I thought about old glory, you know, the, the flag. And I, I thought about, you know, a, a movie called Glory, which was about the 
the first regiment of African-American folks who served in the Union Army. And what they had ultimately given was they gave their own lives for a cause that was very dear to them. And I thought, started thinking about the difference between glory that maybe we think about when we see stars on television or maybe even a football player in a football game. And yes, I do dearly love football and I will be watching this evening. But I dearly love the Lord so much more. And the glory of the Lord is so much more important. We sometimes forget how glorious our Lord truly is. And I started thinking about glory. You know, when we talk about glory, we had the big pillar of fire that led the Israelites out of Egypt. And they followed that. And when Moses hid his face so he could not see the God passing by, right? He still got to enter in and feel and, and see the light, the glory of the Lord as the Lord passed by. But when I jump a little bit and jump to when Jesus came into this earth, and I, I think about the glory of the Lord that shone about him when the angels had come to the fields to the least of these to let the shepherds know that something good, better than good, something great had happened. And Jesus had been born a savior, a messiah. And they got to go visit and they got to see the angels, the hosts of the angels and the glory of the Lord shone about them. And then the star, the light that brought the Magi, the beginning of Epiphany, a white Sunday. By the, by the way, this is the last Sunday in Epiphany, a white Sunday. The transfiguration of the Lord, when the Lord transfigures before those disciples, when Moses and Elijah come and speak with the Lord side by side. Now, if I would have been those disciples, I, could, I can't blame them. I wouldn't have known what to do either. Even, even though they had been in the company of Jesus for a while now, to see something like that, this light that comes and shines out of this person that I'm following, where his clothes turn bleach white. And you got to remember, they didn't have washing machines, folks. They didn't even have a ringer washer. You know, things weren't white. If you're over there long enough, you can feel it's almost like a, a talc or a powder that builds up on you throughout the day. And it, it's, it's dry. There's a dust. Why? Because it only rains 13 days a year. So nothing is white over there. It might be light, but it's not white. But this, Jesus changes. Imagine that. 
Imagine being in his presence when this happens. Now imagine not knowing what to do other than you want to be inviting, you want to be welcoming, and you want to please the Lord. So you offer to build him three tents so they can all stay, so they can all be with each other. Imagine those moments. Now imagine coming down off this mountain after Elijah and Moses disappear and Jesus changes back to his normal human figure where the glory isn't shining out of him any longer. And Jesus says to them, now, don't tell anybody about this until the Son of Man has finished what he's needed to do. Well, do you think the disciples understood that? No. And you'll hear time and time again throughout Lent, these disciples had no clue, even the week that Jesus is, dies. They had no clue. Even Easter morning, resurrection morning, they have no clue what is about to happen. And when Jesus ascends, they have no clue what's about to happen. When Pentecost comes, they have no clue. It's probably a good thing. And, and because I'm not a future teller or anything like that, and I know y'all aren't either. Because if we all knew and understood what the future held, perhaps we wouldn't be that excited. But you know what? I do know what the future holds. I know that someday I'm going to pass from this world to the next. And I am going to live into that glory of the Lord Jesus Christ because he died for you and he died for me. And the invitation that he died to make was that we all follow him and believe that he is the Messiah. And when we believe that with our whole heart, you know what happens? Our hearts transform. They transfigure. And we go from an eternal life, from eternal damnation to an eternal life of being in the glory of Lord from that moment on. We don't have to wait till we pass from this world to the next. We are presently in the kingdom of God here and now, but we have something to look forward to in the yet to come. That's exciting. You see, those disciples, they weren't catching on to that at that point. Oh, they got to see a little glimpse of future glory. That's for sure. We get little glimpses from the scriptures, too, of what future glory is. And when I get to look at each of your faces, I know that I'm looking into the face of God. Do you know how I know? Because I know that we are all created in the image of God. You and me. Those of us who are tiny. Those of us who are young at heart. Those of us are, who are somewhere in between. You see, that's a little glimpse into the glory of what we are about to see in the days to come.
Jesus says that we're to keep quiet, or the disciples were to keep quiet until his time had come. Well, the time is here and now. And if you're counting yourself as a disciple, we're supposed to be talking about Jesus. We're supposed to be talking about the glory that he brought to this earth and to this life, this life that we received. And I realize that life is hard. It's hard for me too sometimes. Sometimes we get overwhelmed. And that's what Lent reminds us of, especially this, this Wednesday, when we are reminded that we are yet but dust. And to dust we shall return. But God, hmm, God took that dust and he breathed into it life. And from that life we all have life. Right? Well, that's something pretty glorious if you ask me. So whether... We transfigure and change here. Most importantly, I want you to transfigure and change here in your hearts, in your mind, and know that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you today for the love of Jesus Christ for the glory that's shown about him, for a reminder that God had said, this is my son, listen to him, follow him, do what he asks you to do. Sometimes, oh Lord, I, I know that that's hard. It's hard for me sometimes. And I know it's hard for others sometimes. But I also know that we as a family of God, are made for a time such as here and now to be able to hold each other up and to live into what Jesus has for each other. So, Lord, as we prepare ourselves for a time such as this, as we continue to shape us and as you continue to mold us as the potter, Lord, we will be preparing to come and lay those burdens down at the foot of the cross. So, Lord, let your glory shine. Way back then, today, and forever. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, we have a special prayer today that I'm going to ask you to join with me and in this special prayer it'll be on your screen and it's a take my life confession <clears throat> and I'm going to sing part of it for you and then all you have to do is speak the reply okay take my life a confession
Take our days, make them yours. Take my hands and spirit. Take our feet, make them yours. Amen. Amen. Well, in our joys and concerns this morning, I didn't have any that came in the, in the um, uh, offering plates, but I did have one that um, somebody asked for prayer for a family who had lost a, uh, a dear friend yesterday. Are there any other prayer joys or concerns that we have? No? Okay. So then let us pray. Or, or let us sing our, our prayer hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, number 349. pray. Lord God, today in this place, we turn our eyes upon you. And when we keep our focus on you, Lord, it is funny how other things just kind of fall by the wayside. Not funny in a humorous way, but funny in a glorious way. For your glory shines, and it shines brightly even on an overcast day even on a day where we know that winter is coming back, we know, Lord, that you have come to save us. For that, we are so, so grateful. In this place, here and now, Lord God, there are things to celebrate, where we have people that are willing to be the hands and feet of, of Christ, like those who will be helping out in the soup kitchen this week or those who provided soups to raise money, not only for those who uh, eat at the soup kitchen, but also for those who receive food on the weekends in the backpack program. Those are good things. And it shines your glory into this world where we know that there are those who live in the margins, 
We also know, Lord God, that there are those that are dealing with pain in their hearts and their minds right now, whether it be those that are dealing with despair or depression or secret fears, those that are hungry or wondering how they're going to pay this month's bills. We know that your light shines. And so while the things in this world might grow strangely dim, we also know that there are times where we see your glory. And I can't help but think that when I see freshly laid snow, how white and pure that is. And your glory shines through on those days. Your glory shines through on the days that we receive rain. And it nurtures and waters our fields and our trees. Gives us the water that we need. Your glory shines through on days that are sunny and bright. Your glory shines through when a friend picks up the phone and lets us know that they're thinking of us. Or when we receive a note in the mail. Or even when we sit and we join together for a donut and then some coffee. Lord, thank you for the family of this church. Thank you for those who are willing to be the hands and the feet of Christ. Thank you for those who are willing to serve. Thank you for the tiny voices and the voices of wisdom and experience. Thank you, Lord God, that we are able to be here today to worship you, to join and experience your glory. Today, Lord, I do think about those who are suffering, mourning the loss of a loved one. I think about those who are suffering from illness, for those who have received a new diagnosis in the past week, for those who have undergone heart surgery, and I thank you for those who are on the mend. I pray for our world, Lord God, and knowing that the elections are coming soon for the primaries, Lord. I know that there's about to be some, a lot of arguments, not only on television and radio, but maybe even among friends and family. I pray, Lord God, that we keep our eyes focused on you. I pray, Lord God, today for those who are still experiencing strife in, in Israel and Gaza, in the Ukraine and Russia, and now Iraq as well. I pray, Lord God, for peace in this world, a peace that passes all understanding, one that can only come from you. For we live in your kingdom which goes beyond sometimes our own understanding. But if we look and we train ourselves to look, Lord, we see your glory in so many places. May we follow your path today. May we follow and be where you are. And if we aren't where you are, let us move our feet so that we are in your presence. And following you and joining in your vision 
today, Lord God, I do pray these things. And I pray that we do more than just look, but we follow. Follow you, just as you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is in your black hymnal or up on the screen. It's Shine, Jesus, Shine, number 2173. 2173.
So we have some action steps. First of all, there's soup waiting for you back there. Second of all, on Tuesday, that's soup kitchen day for our church to work down in the soup kitchen. So come, join in, help cook and serve. It's a good morning. On Wednesday, we have our Ash Wednesday service. Remember, you can't spell Valentine without Lent. So come and share in the Ash Wednesday service. And on Ash Wednesday, it does begin Lent. So if you haven't picked up your devotional for the season of Lent, they're at either entrance or out on the table. And I even left some in with the soup. So if you haven't picked one up, get one of those. And then on the next Sunday, it's the basic lay servant class. Anything you wanted to know about being a United Methodist, it's basically in there. So come and join for that. And if you have thought about joining the family and becoming a member of, of uh, the family here at Stone, let me know. Come join the class. Kind of see if you, this is where you want to be and experience the Lord's love through that. On the next Wednesday, the 21st, you can come and join for Half Truths, a great uh, Bible study of what God really does say. And if you want to know more about what Jane Ellen has been doing for the past year and a half, here's her book. It's in the office. You can pick that up. And most of all, I want you to know that God loved you so much that he was willing to send his son. And his glory has shown through Jesus time and time again and still is shining through him. Let the Holy Spirit into your heart breathe in the breath of God, the breath of Jesus Christ. Let them empower you to be able to go and do the things that God has called for you to do in your life, to be the hands and the feet of Christ here in this world. And know that you are made in God's image. Let your light shine because it's God's light shining through you. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You may be seated. 